everybody. This is Stephanie Ruper. Thank you so much for tuning into the Naked Humanity podcast, where we ask the biggest questions and problems about humanity we possibly can. Today is episode number 50X, and I am going to be responding to a listener question about the power of now. So the power of now, this is fun and exciting to me. A listener wrote in this week and asked about uh, a set of ideas by a man named Eckhart Tolle and his book, The Power of Now, which is his most popular book. And I really resonated with it because uh, the person who wrote in this question has a similar experience, I think, that I did, or I at least did have an experience reading these books. Uh, they're very popular spirituality books uh, many years ago, and think they're definitely worth reflecting on. So um, yeah, I'll go ahead. I'll just jump right into the question, and then I'll tell you a little bit about why it's so Im important to talk about Here's the question, the power of now. Hi, Stephanie, exclamation point. Have you heard of Eckhart Tolle and his books, quote, The Power of Now and A New Earth? If so, I would be interested to hear your take on his shtick, winky face, particularly how he attributes ego as being responsible for all of the bad in the world, believes in universal forgiveness no matter what evil has taken place, and how identity with your past slash nationality slash knowledge, slash hobbies, etc., is all ego taking over. Personally, his teachings have helped me quite a bit with rumination. However, I don't think they can really be applied to all aspects of life. Thanks, two exclamation points. Awesome. So this is really important. The power of now is a part of new age spirituality, I guess you might say, books that attempt to help people make sense of the world in ways that are similar to religious traditions, but without religion. And this matters because it's becoming increasingly prominent in today's world as people are turning away from religions. And so what do we do with, with these things? And the question here is specifically, I think, about this concept of the ego. How much do you let go of the ego? Is the ego to blame for all the evil in the world? And do you universally forgive people for this evil that, that happens? These are really big questions. Now, these are questions that Toll deals with in his books, and they're questions that all the religious traditions of the world deal with. The parallels between this popular spirituality and major traditions, religious traditions in the world are not small, right? If, for example, this, this thing that this thing you said, universal forgiveness, no matter what evil has taken place. Uh, does that sound at all familiar, right? Does that sound like turning the other cheek? Does that sound like loving your enemies? That's Jesus. You know, Toll is, is speaking Jesus and talking about being too centered on the ego. That's Buddha. Now, you can see threads of these ideas throughout all of the religious, religious traditions. There isn't a sense, I know this is a very bold claim, but I'm going to go ahead and make it. I'm feeling bold today. Well, I guess that's most days. 
most of the good ideas in the world are variations on the same theme. Humans are selfish. Try to not be selfish, period. That's it. And there are more poetic ways of saying this. Universal love is important. Unconditional love. Universal forgiveness. These are all radical ways of saying humans are deeply flawed animals. But if you treat us like animals, we will behave like animals. If you treat us with forgiveness and kindness and like we are angels, perhaps we will behave like angels. Do I think this perspective is right? Um, yeah, I do. Actually, I think it's incredibly important. Somewhere, somehow, we have these ideas have always fluctuated and we've sort of lost it. And even people who are very, very close to say Christian gospel are very big on punishment and have been throughout history. And so there is a sense in which this is an ideal to which we are always striving as a species. And I think getting better and better personally, I think that these religious gurus from thousands of years ago, including Jesus and including Siddhartha Gautama and others, many others, they had an insight, an important insight that struck us in the heart of our being. It resonated with the things in us that are good, the things in us that are pure, universal love, universal forgiveness. Now, of course, these messages were also tied up with political movements and fighting for your rights and all that sort of stuff, which has been very important. I can do a podcast on prophecy. I should. But all of these thinkers had this idea and it feels so good to us because it, it is aspirational, right? We want to live in a world where universal forgiveness is good and easy. We want to live in a world where it's easy to love, where it's easy to be patient, where it's easy to turn the other cheek because other people are turning their cheeks to you. We want this. We dream of this. We think that this is what the world should be like, what it might have been like in the garden if you're Christian, you know? But we also know that we live in an awful world. We are a species that can do horrendous things. Should people always be forgiven? That's a very complicated question. I think... Probably, ultimately, the question is, who is forgiving them? And in what way? And what does forgiveness even mean anyway? I think people should always be treated like humans. I think we should understand that when people do horrible things, it's because horrible things have happened to them. I think we need to understand sometimes there are sociopaths, sometimes there are narcissists. And as awful an effect that they might have on our society, they are, again, these ways because of things that happened to them. As to what we should do about that, I'm not sure. I don't think retribution heals society. I don't think retribution is restorative. It's not really good for anybody. You know, tit for tat, an eye for an eye. Is that satisfying? Does revenge feel good? Is that a good basis off of which to build our justice systems? It's not, it's not, it's not effective. 
It doesn't reform people. It perpetuates systems of violence. So do I think that ultimately, yes, we should be pacifists. Yes, we should turn the other cheek. Yeah, within reason. Sometimes I think, however, we need to understand that we have to take action in order to stem tides of horrendous violence and acts, right? We do not live in an unambiguous world. There it will forever be gray areas, but I think we need to aspire to this forgiveness. We need to aspire to this kindness. We need to always make decisions about what we're doing with our lives. Our moral decisions need to be based on how can we make things better, right? And so I don't think retribution is usually a part of that. I think we need to think more about uh, restoration. So other parts of this idea of the power of now, you know, the basic idea is that we need to be more present. That's it. And again, Buddha, or at least the Western interpretation of Buddha as it is happening today, because uh, Buddhism is incredibly diverse, practiced by so many people of so many different kinds of faiths and relationships with gods and bodhisattvas. And the kind of Buddhism we encounter in the West today is very much a Westernized Buddhism, fine, uh, and is uh, has been made coherent with science in, in very specific ways throughout history by Westerners, which is just very interesting. But anyway, uh, yeah, this idea that we need to be more present, that's mindfulness, that's so hip today. And there is wisdom in that for sure. Is it possible to ever fully be in the now, be unattached to your narrative, be unattached to your material goods, just feel now and emanate love? That is the goal of the power of now. That is the goal of Eckhart Tolle's books. Again, this is aspirational. And I think it is worthwhile. I think we need to maintain our attachment to some of our material goods. And we need to maintain uh, efforts to tell narratives in our lives that are meaningful. Look to the past and look to the future because we are humans that do that. But generally speaking, focusing more on the now and letting go of your ego and exhaling more love into the world. These are all really good and positive things. You know, there's a lot to be said for these alternative spirituality movements sometimes. And it's just very interesting that the parts of this philosophy that are good are deeply resonant with religious traditions. And we do so much saying in the modern world today, oh, you shouldn't be religious. Religion is stupid. Religion is old. Religion is tradition. But like the world is new and we need to grow beyond it. A Richard Dawkins published a book. What is it? Outgrowing God. <sighs> but all of the good ideas in the world are found in religious traditions and just related to in ways that have symbols and stories. And yes, you can do it better or worse, but we need to understand that uh, it's all very deeply uh, connected and there's a lot of resonance and you can achieve these ideas by relating to them in, in a number of different ways. So these are my thoughts about the power of now and Eckhart Tolle and universal forgiveness and ego. Can ideas be applied to all of our lives? Usually no. Usually there's a lot of nuance. Uh, is Eckhart Tolle particularly intellectually rigorous or sophisticated? No. Are the ideas, I think, generally speaking, good and helpful? Yes. 
you know, relax your attachment to yourself, breathe more love into the world is, you know, things that religious gurus have been saying for a very long time and will continue to say, because there is something, like I said, deeply in us that longs for these sorts of things and aspires to them and that they're important. So that's it for that. I hope that response was helpful for you. I would love to hear what you think. Uh, so please uh, maybe write in again if you have another question, a follow-up question, and let me know for sure. Moving on to a few notes before we hang up. I have a winner for the book giveaway. Her name is Eloisa. I do this every week. Write a review of the podcast. Take a screenshot, email it to me at stephanie at nakedhumanity.org and you will be permanently entered into a drawing to get a free book, one off my shelf. These books are awesome. If you want to know what books I give away, go to stephanieruper.com slash book giveaway. If you want to submit a question to the podcast, if you want me to respond to an idea that you've encountered, to a feeling that you felt, to something you might've always been confused about, something deeply felt, something trivial, just let me know. You can get at me anywhere. You can DM me on Instagram. You can message me on Facebook or you can submit an anonymous form at stephanieruper.com slash form. The link to that is also in my Instagram profile, stephanieruper.com slash form. Okay, thank you so much. Please do be in touch. I am so enlivened and excited by when this podcast is driven by your questions and your interests and concerns. Uh, so I am so happy to show up for you and to try my best to shed good light or perspective on uh, whatever it is you're thinking about or going through. Being human is not easy, and we are here to perhaps shed some light on that. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Stephanie Ruper. You know where to get at me on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. This is Naked Humanity, and I will be back next week. <laughs>